Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. Alright, alright guys, welcome back to the Craft and Pearl Podcast. Oh shit, And this is the Bourbon Cowboy. I lost my cutter already. And we're sitting out here lit this afternoon. And uh, it is rainy as hell out. But there's no tornadoes and the walls aren't falling and and everything's okay. But the way they made it sound, it was like the Russian army was coming into St. Louis. Everybody be prepared. I think they even canceled some schools this afternoon. What? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. I like how they waited till today to cancel the baseball game. Oh. Yeah, well. Like, you don't have a weather forecast, so. Yeah, know. but this is this is St. Louis, Missouri weather. You never know. You know, you yeah. could be swimming today and could snow skiing tomorrow. Stormed last night and then nothing today. Absolutely. Wouldn't have mattered. Well, hopefully we seem upbeat. We're we're up kind of in a in a corner here. Uh, what are you out already? No, no, no. I'm still breathing. I can't do it. Oh, we're kind of sitting over here in the corner. It's yeah, we're quiet. in the. Uh, we're going to have to generate all the electricity. We're in the black. We're in the black couches back here in the corner with uh, by the windows. Um, this is where two of the new uh, or newer dream seats are at. These oh. comfortable ass chairs we're sitting in. Um, Why do they call them Dream Seat? That's the company name. That's the name oh. of the company. It's called Dream Seat. But they do all of, you know, I like the inserts on all those that have the lid in them. That's the same seats, the same thing here. Um, and what we're smoking, I'm going to talk about what we're smoking first before we get into what we're drinking. We've never had either of these on here at all. Um, we were smoking the Viaje Exclusivo Limitada Leaded Maduro. So these are part of the original um, 2015 um, edition Limitadas. But the Leaded, they put, it's still, the, it's a dual wrapper, so it's got the Maduro on it, and then they put a San Andreas over the top of it. And then, you know, Viaje, Nicaragua Puros, but they will never disclose anything they do with the binder or the filler. So, that's that. Happened upon these rotating the humidor last week, and well, I had a few of them, so I figured we'd smoke them. Yeah. Viaje um, is something that we're very quickly starting to peel into. I mean, we've done, you know, your history. You've had the oh, the zombie killers are coming back this year. I read that. Still have the zombie buckshot or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would love to get a hold of some of those. What's that last one I got? It was the uh, Skull and Crossbone series or something. You know, the uh, yellow cross. The Moab stuff. The Moab stuff. They're the Moabs. These right here. Yeah, I um, I took some to Moab because I thought it'd be fine to smoke a Moab and Moab. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know they were called that for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, well, it's the skull and crossbones, the sizes. Are, okay, I got yeah, you. I had two of the Moab. They're like the five or four and a half by 60. Uh, yeah, see, that's that one there. Yeah, yeah. I have a yellow one. Oh, uh, that was like the Johnny... Johnny Sins or whatever, or Johnny, 
they all have they all have unique fun little names. But uh, so and then today what we're starting with is we're starting with this is a new bottle to lit, um, and it's taken off quite lovely as you can tell by looking at it. Um, actually, one of the original Michter's releases um, is the Michter's US One Sour Mash, and you know what the US One on there is, don't you? On the Michter's bottles. Um, I do not. It is the US DK One One Breakhouse Number One Distillery Number One. They have the original Number One. Meaning the first distiller in the United States to have their Number One under the DSPKY Act. They're Number One. It's not the first distiller. But they're number one under that act. Oh, well, I know you had to look that. Up. I did. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, when it comes to Mictors, uh, I learned that from Porky and Peerless because we were going back and forth about Mictors and Peerless stuff, and he was explaining that to me. Um, but so the sour mash, this is one of the original mash bills, um, and I finally found out what sour mash means. So on sour mash, you take a little bit that you held back from your previous mash and you move it into your newest mash before you start blending your next bottle or your next batch. So what was, they said the, you what was our question? You we were, well, I knew the difference between sour mash and, and, and regular or whichever. But um, they said they compare when you're doing a sour mash, it's compared to making a sourdough bread. So basically, it's just taking some of the old mash and putting it into the new mash. And moving forward. Yeah. 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 But this was this was discontinued in 1989, and then it came back under new bottling, and... Yeah, so the, the, the mash process is that you use some of the previously fermented mash to use that as the starter for the new mash being fermented. So that's your ignition to start the new fermentation. So when I do my uh, uh, salsas, because I try to give a reference, like I in the summertime when all the cool tomatoes start coming up, salsa? I chop them all up, salsa. Okay. And then when my salsa gets low, I throw in new salsa in with the old and kind of mix it up. So I'm still bringing some of the old into the new and mixing it up. It's kind of what you're saying. And so kind of like just filling your gas tank before it's empty. There you go. Yeah, that's a little new under the See old. how simple we get shit? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, now here's yeah, the no, thing. I, want, I wanted to point this out because this was, this was cool. It did it did go away in... Oh, fuck's that. I just read it. It did go away in 1989. And then, uh, yeah, it, it discontinued off the market in 1989. and came back in 2012 into the US-1 line when it jumped into that model. That's when it came back. And they kept it true to the same profile out of its predecessor. So. Now this is funny about this. Now here, but before we start talking about it, I, want, I wanted to ask you. You call it Michters. Yeah. I've always called it Michters. Well, I... Is the H silent? I don't know. I did graduate high school. so I, I don't know. I'm not I saying no whether you're... It's I like said, I bocce, said bocce, before. You bougie. know what I'm I saying? I call it bougie ball, though. Whatever. I don't know. I've always, I've always called it Mictors. I haven't. Um, I don't know. Just when I look at it, it says Mictors. What was the? What was the? There was another one that we were doing. A Borai, like Borai. Then you say it's, it's actually like Burai or Balrai. Uh, you're talking about High West. Yeah. 
that was one of the bottles we were talking about. I kept calling it Borai, and you said something else. Like, that's what they uh, called it in Park City. Yeah. I can't think of it. I'll, I don't I'll, know. I'll come up with boot, boot. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking There's about. There's actually a couple of those, though, now that I think of it. What's another one that people say different? Uh, I don't know. I always oh. like to hear the pronunciation, and, and sometimes I hear it, it done differently. Anyway, this is this bourbon. I've had it before, obviously, many different times, and I like it. It's really strange that um, I don't drink more of it. I don't know. I know you've kind of caught on. Yeah, to Victor's it. has very quickly in the past couple of years. It started when we had that. Um, you had that toasted barrel at the Cowboy Bar. And we had that, and I was like, oh, man, I jumped off that. And that's when I found the 10 and 20-year rise. And, of course, of course, you're going to like those, and you can't get them or anything. But, you know, it comes together. Well, let's get into so, cheers get this. That. Cheers. We'll do that. On a totally downpour rainy day. Well, I love the notes. Mm-hmm. Feels like you got some. Chicken. No, 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 no. It feels like I, mean, I can't like. It's 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 like it's like there's vanilla in it. Okay, there's vanilla in that. Um, but then there's like sugar. But yeah, there's some sugar. caramel, um, vanilla. But there is a specific. There's a a floral kind of thing in there. It's a sweet something. I, I almost had my hands on it. It'll come to you. You got more yeah. to drink. It'll be all right. Anyway. But well, right what, away. What do they have out in, in now I'm saying mixtures. Oh, okay. In that. So you have sour mash. You have. And that's for around what? 40, 50 bucks a bottle? No, that one. that one's gotten harder to find. That's up towards 70, 80 now. Okay. You have sour mash, you have the American bourbon, you have the straight bourbon, you have the rye, you have the toasted barrel, you have Michter's 10-year bourbon, Michter's 10-year rye, Michter's 20-year bourbon, Michter's 20-year rye. Jesus, and now, what's what we're having, we'll talk about the Ruth Chris dinner here in a little bit, but what just hit the market in St. Louis is the barrel-proof rye from Michter's. That just hit the market. We're pouring that at the Ruth Chris dinner. Wow. Yeah. So there's a bunch of them. The ones you see at my place all the time, I've got the American bourbon and the rye. I think they're those two. And you can get those if you find the American bourbon, it's roughly, I think I, I think I bought it at Wine and Cheese, 40, 42, 44 bucks. The rye is upwards of 60 now. But those two bottles, we can just sit on They're They're fantastic. And then that 10 year rye, is, that's my goat. That's my, that, that whiskey is insane. I don't know if it was the 10 year rye, but it, there was a 10 year mixtures that I was, had my hands on and then it somehow there i can show you the bottles they're up there they're in the kind of narrower gauge bottle comes down they're waxed at the top is it brown or green wax at the top i don't remember this was like a year ago when i was over at cheshire and i was in the cigar room and they had some back stock and she couldn't get approval to sell it to me and then i come back a week later she goes oh yeah my boss gave me the approval to sell those and i'm like okay <laughs> awesome she goes but i sold it to somebody else and i'm like what 
smooth move. Yeah, bro. well, it's sometimes it's all timing, right? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, Victor's that that's gonna be that's gonna be really cool. So we'll we'll talk about the uh, Andrews here. I'll probably have him jump on and talk about it today too. Um, or maybe finally we'll get Dana to say something on the podcast. Yeah. Hmm. Nope. Probably not gonna happen. Um, but the Cohiba dinner of Ruth Chris with Michters, Mitchters. I'm gonna find that out. I need to know. Because if I'm saying it wrong, I'm gonna stop saying it. We'll figure are we, it out. Are we able to talk about anything about this dinner or whatever? We talk about the whole dinner. Well, it's I think the last one, the Luciano thing was like was it two fifty a person? Yeah. And now it's gone up twenty five dollars. This one's gonna be two seventy five. Yeah. Why do you think the increase? Is there something they're doing one, differently? Well, one, the whiskey, and two, the cigars, right? You know, you're getting into a higher price point category. So, but I mean, in the end, it's 25 bucks. Yeah. Whatever. And everything's looking great that, that night being out. You know, the Michter's tasting through. And then you got to talk about the dinner, too, because that straight up five-course meal that's done. <laughs> I know, dude. Believe me, you don't have to sell me. I've already been through one. Yeah, I'm just, it I'm was, just saying. It was crazy. Uh, and I, I'm, feel, I'm feeling good about the weather this time. You know, this is the third time we've been up there. It's got to be the charm. Be able to sit outside. Oh, come on. It's already it's already raining. You can't talk about the rain when it's raining and it's not raining again. Doesn't work that way. But what, um, when was what was the date last year? Is it around the same um, time? Hey, Drew. When was Luciano in town last year? September. September. No, it was September. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, September, to catch a stray storm like that. Well, you got to think we had tornadoes in December, too, so. Yeah. You know. Well, um, I will say this about that dinner. It was, it was the uh, most put-together thing I've ever done. I'll tell you and what. And I've done some pretty cool stuff we said a course meal yeah chef inspired five course meal like like one of those things where when when brad gets there that day with with sean from cohiba and and brian and dana and andrew whoever's involved in the actual planning setup chef comes in he tastes what's being drank you know he's going to listen to sean about the cigars he's going to go okay and he makes a five course meal based on that layout that's insane and for for 275 bucks Bro, you go, you, you go, okay, so you go you're saying Luciano was smoking cigars with the chef and he paired that meal, the last meal? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, they, didn't, they didn't do it. It wasn't like he, they worked together. It's, they talk about it, you know? Because remember, the idea of the whole thing is that when the, the dishes are coming, you could smoke with the food if you wanted to, right? But we hit, we hit the weather, which, you know, bummer. Okay, let's remind me that. Was there like a pineapple ribeye or something? Yeah, like it's that? the only thing that missed. It's the only thing that missed. Pineapple ribeye. It's the only thing that missed. Bless you. Let me tell you something. It was all damn good. Uh, I just remember that because of the pineapple. And I know, was? I know Maddie, uh, Maddie Ice loved it. Absolutely loved that. I love, I love, I, you told Brian, I was like, I love, you don't understand how much I love pineapple. But I'm going to tell you where pineapple belongs. Not on pizza, not on steak, not on fucking anything. It's pineapple. You eat the pineapple. I like pineapple in my pina colada. Okay, that's I take, fair. I take, that's fair. That's I cut fair. up fresh pineapple and grind it in my pina colada. And uh, speaking of good, this cigar is killing it. I love the retro now. Yeah. This has a cereal. It's, it's like cereal. 
You know when you have a bowl of cereal and the cereal's been sitting in the milk and you drink the milk down and it's got that sugar and grain and all that? That's what the retro hell does on this. But then immediately when you draw through it, there's a cool spice that hits the tip of your tongue. And then it's just fun after that. It's so funny when you tell shit like that, then I try to start looking for it. Like, I haven't had Fruit Loops in a long time, but that sugary glaze on the Fruit Loop, you know what I'm saying? Cereal. Now, I haven't retrohaled any Fruit Loops lately, but... <laughs> you sure? You retrohaled. You probably retrohaled your spit now. <laughs> You'll probably spit and go... I, I'm not getting much off my spit. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, trying to hook up with the eye is freaking hard, man. One, just finding them is not easy. No, nothing's easy anymore. I mean, like, you know, we joked a couple years ago. I was talking about the eye, and I was like, dude, all I've, I've never seen core line the eye. I haven't seen it. I see all the releases, you know, the Moabs, the, the Buckshots, the Jalapenos, the Habaneros, all the, all those kind of blowouts. I've seen those, but I've never seen Coraline. Like, this is Coraline. You know, if you're a Viaje account, like, you can order these, you know. But then, with me looking for it, you know, I wasn't really looking for Viaje until the past couple of years. I've only been in one spot at Adam, and I took everything I had left. It was Riverside when I was in Kentucky. Well... It's so strange, my background with New Orleans and how many times I've gone there when I started getting into cigars. It was Janine's birthday. We had the kids down there. Of course, they stayed in and played games. Janine was getting ready, and I was having a little drink cocktail. And then as I'm sitting there on, not bourbon, but off of bourbon, and uh, saw this little cigar hut, and I went in there, and... Uh, there was, a, I was looking at all the cigars. There's this yellow box that looked like old school, like, I don't know what they call it, with the X on it, like shot, uh, shotgun shells. Yeah. A yellow box of shotgun shells. And when I reached up, there was like a, oh, like a vampire or a zombie on the side of the box, and it said shotgun shells by Jave or whatever on it. And um, there was like five in the box. So I went and I bought one. Went over, smoking it, had another cocktail waiting for Janine, and it was so damn good, I went and bought the whole damn box. But let's, I'm going to be honest, I did really like the box. I still have that box. Yeah, I know you still have that box. box yeah. is great. Well, here, I'll show, you, I'll show you the new, the new box. Well, a lot of them now come kind of just wrapped up in a five-pack or something like that. Well, that's how you're being able to buy them. That's how people are selling them. But this is the new, that top right. That's exactly what's that the on the same one. That's, yeah, that's exactly my box. So zombie super shot. That one's coming back. So they're gonna have that same logo on these new ones. That's back? the box. Yeah. Oh wow! I definitely it hasn't. It hasn't shipped in three years. So. Well, whatever connection you have now, you may have no connection. For that. I have. I have not. No. It's yeah, just, I, I other than just keeping your eye on it. Finding it. I mean, I did. I did send a message out to John that owns Fox, and like he's a. Has Viaje from time to time. I'm like, if you get them, you know, let me know. But there aren't like on the scale of shops, right? There's nobody here. There aren't. There's not. There's not a single Viaje dealer in, in St. Louis. Now I'm a little surprised that you haven't seen him made. 
Kendall's. So they have none at Grand Cru? No. So, Beyond? I thought so, but they did not. Not that I, no, I don't think so. Unless, again, it could be a Coraline stuff that I've just never seen and I'm just overlooking it, but. Well, we'll check. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. Well, back to Mitchner's, I really like that. Pretty sweet. Yeah, like I said, it's like, it's, I get vanilla from it and then it's like burnt sugar is what it tastes like. You know, like when you uh, when you make a s'more and you get that marshmallow fucking perfect, like that. That's what I like. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, no, cigar, that, again, that's where I got to be proper. Man. It's like it doesn't taste like marshmallow. Really. And what proof is that? Do you know? I want to say it's eighty-six. I think it's an eighty-six. Six proof. Yeah. It's a cool bottle. Everything they've done here looks great. It's so old school. Yeah. And they've got an old um, copper. Oh, what do they call those? Pot I should still. know that. Pot stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's funny when we talk about pot stills. I haven't, to be quite honest with you, as much as I like bourbon, I don't have the patience. To like do the tours, it you know it, it kind of drives me crazy. And if you've been on one or two, that's what that's it was. Enough. It was cool, yeah. and that was the cool thing about Fearless that I found unique was when we were walking through there. Even even they were like, "Look, a lot of us do this the same way. There's a couple things we do a little different, but it all comes down to the age, the finishing, this and that." And it was cool. I mean, you know, there's definitely a difference between going through a small distillery and then walking through Buffalo Trace. Right, just to see the pure range and, and magnitude of what they are. Now, Buffalo Trace, I haven't done. I would like to do yeah. that. Especially with this. Um, there's a guy I, I read an article about that's been there forever. I'd love to do it with him. But which, so you went through Peerless and you did the, the thing there? So the one I did was at Blue Sky Ranch out in uh, Utah, which is about 10, 15 minutes from downtown Park City up in the mountains. And um, their distillery is all glass. So they have these pot stills, big pot stills, and they have this big open wall. And they have, I want to say one or two, and they're planning on adding. They had like a long, so they could add like maybe three or four more of them. Room for expansion. Really? But um, I can't imagine what those things cost. They're pure copper. They're co I mean, they're not all. Are, were they copper? Did you oh, say yeah. copper stills? Oh, yeah. Fuck, dude. I mean. They look like some shit from Jules Verne. They were crazy what, cool looking. What does what copper cost per. Is an ounce or pound now? Well, I would bet they're every bit of 250000 for that. Still somewhere in that range. Yeah. I mean, that was. So that was like when, when McAllen did their um, distillery build out, right? Um, they've got. I, I want to say it's 27. I don't know the actual term they give the size still, but dude, it was a quarter billion dollar job. You, you know what I mean? Like, and that's not just for sure the the uh, what should I say the property and, and the way they built the design and all that, right? Probably had something to do with it, but you know, I mean, 
that much copper. What and then and then think about it. You got to be a not a regular person can make a pot still. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just because you work with metal doesn't mean you can make one of those. So like the amount of people that actually make those is probably so slim in comparison that that drives the cost up too. Yeah. So if you're looking for a job, you know, you're thinking about retiring, and you maybe can you make, just pot make a pot still <laughs> once a year. What do you just do? Just one. Uh, I make pot stills. How many? How many? One, one. a year. Yeah. It takes me a whole year to make it. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm probably an inch into this cigar and I love it. And I think it's a good pairing with the Mitchner's uh, Sour Mash because there is some, um, you know, just some layers of earthiness in this uh, Jave. And then this is sweet. So, I don't know, they kind of help mellow out the sweetness in this uh, Mitchner's. But, ah, man, it's damn good. You, it, what else could you be doing on a total pour-out, bucket-raining day like today? Anyway, if you hear me um, taking that drink, what I'm doing is I'm kind of chewing it around, getting a little air in there with the, um, with the sip, and uh, just kind of get some air some volume of air into the, uh, you know, some people call it chewing or whatever, but that's kind of what I do. So then you hear that, that's what's going down. Anyway, the next one we're going to be doing when he gets back as we're finishing this up, I brought, uh, we've recently been uh, a Penelope. It's a, uh, it's a whiskey bourbon that we have had probably, I think we've had it on the show a couple times, but I was up in, um, let's see, it was down in Raleigh, we went to a small liquor store and saw this, and there's a few companies that do it, and High West is one of them, but this is a Pinelli Bourbon Barrel Strength Missouri Select. Now, I don't know how some of these are done, how they come up with making it, a um, Missouri Select. I know some of High West have done it for restaurants, but this is called a Toasted Series. And that's the next thing we're going to do. And this is 115.8 on the proof, and I guess there's a couple other bottles. Um, and on the back here, the Toasted Series, it's saying explores new and unique expressions of signature four grain straight bourbon whiskey so nurtured and charred in new american oak barrels and finished a new freshly toasted barrel each batch is a custom and has a distinct flavor which is truly unique char five i was just telling the next thing we're going to do here on this penelope this and non-sheltered and this bourbon has somewhere between four to five years. And it's a medium toast, five char. Okay, so see, that, that's curious. That's curious. So you know the char levels, right? Right. Like, so like the burning of the oak, right? So how can you have a char level of five with a medium toast? 
Aren't there only five levels of char? And, and I don't know how do they how do they rate that? How do they? I do I do know what the toast. It's the amount of time the interior of the barrel is ex, is exposed to the flame. So that's that's your that's how you get toast. Or I'm sorry, char. That's how you right. get char. Yeah, that's pretty easy. But, but how, how you get the toasty thing? What's the toasting? And this says. This, you, do you, is toasting the outside of the barrel? No, I don't think so. No, I have no idea. I, I don't either, but anyway, and that's what's great about this show. Um, we don't know shit. So this is four grain. This is a four grain straight bourbon whiskey. And it's spent, you know, four to five years in American oak barrels. And then taken out of that and finished in new freshly toasted barrels. Each barrel is custom and distinct with unique flavors. So this one, I guess we're saying char five medium on the toast. I don't, the char I get, the toast, I don't know. Anyway, that's our next uh, oh, sipper. I'm a little stumped on that. I don't know, I guess we can look it up on how, yeah. how they figure out toast. Or how, how you reference, you char, we got char, I understand char. Because it's like the charring of the, I mean, it's pretty much in the word, right? So. Anyway, that's a little preview to what's coming up. But I wanted to ask you a question. When I was up there going through this thing, and we may have talked about this before, the thing that I would really like and be interested in doing is, so you do this whole walkthrough, whatever, but then there's like basically looks like a lab room. And that's where they're doing the mixing you know, where they're doing some blending and trying to figure out they've got all the medicine bottles and they're blending. I, I would just like to be involved in the blending and see how they actually do that. And I know you think it would be easy, but there has to be a very, very precise science to how oh, they blend well, these whiskeys. Well, dude, there has to be because there's no way you Buffalo Trace taste the exact same out of every bottle for 20 fucking years if there's not an and, that, and see, that's the interesting thing, much where it ties into tobacco, right? It's not like you copy and paste from last year and do it this year, right? So say the corn or the wheat for that mash that year got way more water. Yeah. Or it didn't get as much water. That's going to alter, you know, the um, fermenting status of the grain. So then once you get your liquid, then it's, it's not just the same amounts every year to make the taste. Now you got to get it. Now you got to figure out how to get it to taste like what it was. You know, you have to you have to um, make up for the lack thereof because of whatever happened, or reduce because right. there's too much of an abundance. I just think that would be amazing. I mean, you've talked about this because we, I want to know how you can take a 130 proof bottle and make it that smooth by blending. Now, what I want to know what I want to know. Fuck the blending. How do you get a 130 proof single barrel to be that smooth? And how do, you get it, how do you get it to taste like ham? <laughs> I think we've talked about that. I think that's more of a uh, uh, frontal lobe aspiration. Like when you read the story. Because it's got a picture of a ham on there. And you, you read the story. I don't know. When I know. pop that cork, there is some ham. It just, I don't know. I don't know either. And I don't want to that say anything stupid one. like they drip ham juice in there or anything. Because I know they don't. Well, we know about tequila that drinks through animal carcasses. So let's, you know. They're not that much more crazy than we are. Well, maybe slightly. I don't know. Not entirely sure. Anyway, the cigar is fantastic. Yeah, these are very, very good. There is a cool, um, like when I'm pulling it away to talk, I'm getting a, a really unique, um, like candy-like sweetness on it. Like a Twizzler. It's not. A, it's not abundantly. 
come up with this shit. I'm not, a Twizzler. What, what I'm saying is I'm not saying it tastes like a Twizzler. I'm like that that kind of. You know how like when you eat a Twizzler, it's sweet, it's candy, but it's not a fucking sweet tart. That's you know that's another thing, man. Like coming up with these names, I think we kind of went over this with uh, Mickey um, with All Saints. You know how do they come up with some of this shit? I remember seeing a special a long time ago. Um, a guy who tastes um, scotches or whatever, he's got like a million dollar palate or whatever, and they yeah. pay him to taste all that stuff. Now, there are, like, it is, it is known, there are people out there that, uh, like, they've, they've said they've said it before, they're like, uh, a blind or deaf person will taste and smell better than, right? Because because you're blind or deaf, your body is, is missing that one. It's going to endorse another to make it stronger to help you. Right, you know, your focus but, is so much. And clearer. there are there are people out there that have just the, the, the balance that like the, their personal pH balance in their body is so attuned to flavor. But these are also the people that like brown sugar is okay, but cinnamon will put them in half like a shot. You know what I mean? Just a slight difference in a grain and thrown through a four loop. Sometimes I think when we talk this shit, I think we have the placebo effect going on because literally I'm smoking this and retrohaling it and and I'm getting just a little slight licorice now. And I'm just like, okay, what? it's true. You, that you, really? you remember you were sitting here, I tell this story, we were sitting here, this was, we were just hanging out here. I don't even think, or we, yeah, we had just got sponsored here doing the podcast, talking with these guys and we were smoking the, um, the 15 Bellicosos from Tatuai. We were smoking them. And we were sitting here and we kept talking about how it was it was cloudy, but it was almost candy-like as if it was cotton candy, the way it kind of fed through. And within 10 minutes, the three people on that couch tasted cotton candy. Yeah. Placebo, cool. It's more of a, it's the same way where, I, where I've said all the time on a bottle, right? When you turn a bottle around, and you look at it and it says, taste notes, vanilla, cream, nutmeg, black pepper, and coconut, right? You read that and then you drink it, well, guess what you're gonna taste? Because it's there, now, now you're looking for it, dialing it to it. I also think it would be good if me and you did this too, um, or you did it with me, and maybe you can do it because you've done it longer than me, but like, now, some of these I know kind of through smoking them, but like when we smoke a cigar, can I recognize some Honduran over uh, that, Esteli? Can that, I? So I will say that that is incredibly easy to do if you've got a Broadleaf Dominican Puro, okay, a San Andreas Nicaragua Puro, and a Corojo Honduran Puro. If you have the three of those, you will be able to taste the difference, break it down, right? But just having a cigar that's got some Honduran in it or one that's got nicotine, finding that, the only people that can do that are the people that blended it. Yeah. Because they tasted everything going into it. My best proof example for that is when Luciano broke down and we tasted the Mildios all the way apart, right? Yeah. Okay? And then we lit a Mildios next to it. At that moment, you were ta- you could taste the, the involvement of each individual. So it takes, it individual. takes practice. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I, I will, I will ne- never. That's one thing I've always said about when it comes to tasting. I don't never tell. Look, the spices and sweets, sure, I'll, I'll help you there, right? 
you know, certain tobaccos can put off certain tastes that are pretty much universal, right? Sure. But when you go, you know, pairing something, right? I'm taking strength and density and putting them together. I can make that taste good. But if you tell me that you like a cigar that has cedar, chocolate, marshmallows, and fig, I can't, I can't, I can't get you that. I can hit the cedar and the cocoa because again, that's a sugar and a spice. You can find that. Right, you know, like when we talk about so, what I'm saying with cocoa, the La Maison, right, the 1959 or the 2009, it's like a chocolate bar. When you retro, when you cold draw it, it tastes like cooking chocolate. Right, you can do that, but you can't pull fig. You can't like I, I, I will not do that because, again, when it comes into taste, like we we joked with Joe about when he was on, it's like your fig could just be my strawberry you know what i mean or your black pepper could be my white pepper right if you're someone that eats a lot of oily spicy foods spice on your palate will be middle to none like it, it just it won't be there because the density of the smoke will never compare to the, the density of the oil in the in the peppers if you're just getting converted sitting here eating habaneros left and right I give you a quadruple a arrow with literally seasoned peppers in a wrapper, you might taste the spice. Well, I, I know this. I, I think it just for sure takes a lot of practice. Um, and like what we did with Luciano, like all those tobaccos that I remember, the leaves holding them up to my nose. I think the one that was prominent and stood out was that Costa Rica. Yeah, the Costa Rica stuff. I mean, that had... Costa Rica? Costa Rican, the Costa Rica, Costa Rican um, tobacco. No, had a very Costa Rica. <laughs> right. Uh, had a very unique uh, well, flavor to it that was so much different. And I've uh, said this again a million times. Like, if you can ever experience that, and we did get people asked, so like, well, you break down cigars. I'm like, it's not the same thing. I can unroll a cigar. Sure. Not a big deal, right? You're just undoing what someone did, right? That's not hard. Being able to handle those tobaccos, knowing which tobaccos go together, yeah. I don't. In my mind, right, it's like it's like when we when we did the when we do the blending on our stuff, right? We talk, okay, this is what we're thinking, and then in my mind, I go, okay. So I go back to Miguel, and I'm like, all right, we want to try and get this taste, and how can we use these tobaccos to do it? Yeah. Right. And I'll tell you, every single time he's come back and he goes, well, these won't work if you want that. And we got to do use this here if you want this. Well, let's try about six different ones. I don't know. I don't know. Scratch blitz. Like you, if if you gave me twelve tobaccos, or well, let's be honest, four tobaccos of different age varietals from wrapper, binder, and filler, and you said blend a cigar, I'm gonna throw them together. I'll throw them together. But will the leaf combination ignite? Will it light? Right. Um, is there too much Seiko versus Visa? There's too much Visa versus Seiko. So you have too much density of, of density of tobacco with smoke combination and not enough flavor, right? Is the wrapper going to burn faster than the fillers because you have a, a softer wrapper? When I say softer, I mean uh, less dense wrapper. Like it's going to burn yeah. easier to, com to com combustion. 
you know, those are the things that make blenders and rollers. That's why they are blenders and rollers, you know. Someone being able to come out each, you know, Pepin, and give it to him over and over and over. Padron family, right? Pepin makes my father, then he makes Tatuaje, and then he makes the San Cristobal and La Roma de Cuba stuff for Ashley, right? Now, you can correlate between those and find cigars that are close to each other. None of them match. They're not the same thing, right? Yeah, because I always, when I try these different cigars every week with you, there are retro hails in some cigars, um, and when I hold the smoke, I definitely can recognize that I have experienced those flavors before. Yeah. They're very recognizable, just like, you know, food. I, I think uh, if you've been eating things uh, for a very long time, no matter what it would be, and you continue to have, maybe you haven't had it in a long time, and then you have it, immediately you recognize that taste that you used to have, and now you have it again. And you can say, it ain't the same, but it's close. Right. Well, and that dials into exactly what, like we've talked about before, with cigars, okay? There are two things that every single time you light a cigar, you're gonna taste. Some sort of spice and some sort of sour or sweet, okay? Because it's, it's the positive side of the pH scale and it's the negative side of the pH scale, right? So, with that, when I talk, nuancial flavors are what you pull from cigars. What I mean by that was your point you just made. You haven't had something in a long time and then you have something and it's close. That's the nuance in the cigar, right? And then something like, and I say this a lot, like I, I just have a weird obsession with tobacco. That's why I read about it. It's just me. But a lot of people, like you do, you'll, you'll like a cigar and I see you do it. You go look it up real quick. You spot it out, know what it is. And then the next time you smoke something, you're like, oh, this reminds me of that. You know, like you do that. But a lot of people wear it, I, I see some people enjoy it, and I see some people where it just, it, they don't get a full experience in a cigar, is from the moment they cut it and light it, they start writing about it, right? Yeah, that's amazing. I, t I, t I, tell, I tell everyone, I'm like, dude, smoke three of them, and then write about it. How many times did I tell you, uh, not this year's, uh, well, the, or the yellow, that was last year's Las Taveras. Yeah. So that was 21. So 20, the purple. The purple one. It took me three cigars to really wrap my head around that cigar. That was wild. I, I, I lit that thing up as soon as we left here, and I called John. I was like, yo, you, you nailed it. It's not tattoo-worthy, but you nailed it. Like, it's good. It's good smoke. It took me about three to finally get it, and then I was like, wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's like sometimes, and the same thing with music, like me and Groom will get together and he'll bring some new songs to the table. I'll, sometimes I don't really get it right there, but after I listen to it two or three times, and um, I'm like, wow, man, I'm really getting that song, I'm digging it. Sometimes you don't get it right off the bat, you need a little time with it. I think it's the same way with cigars and bourbon sometimes, because we've talked about this many times too. Well, 100%, and let's even go further. Well, before we get into this next part, because we're gonna change bourbons, it's gonna play to my, to my part here. Uh, and I've already told them, and we're, we just poured the Penelope uh, Missouri okay. Select. Cheers. And this is the toast. Now, is this, so this is different from the barrel pig we got in West. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a really open nose on that, isn't it? 
hate to say it, but I do get that toasty kind of. I was just going to say, so that's a little interesting. And maybe it's, again, because we talked about it, I don't know. But I get this, and again, it's toasted barrel. You really this got it on the nose. So I uniquely, yeah, the nose so uniquely reminds me of Elijah Craig toasted barrel, like right away. Because the note, now obviously the proof's not there, or it might be. What is that, 115? 115. Okay, proof's Well, it's almost close. 116. Yeah, One, uh, 115.8. But that's um, interesting you bring that up. It, uh, um, because we just got toasted barrel back in, so I might have to side by side that. Because that's interesting. That's interesting. Distilled in Lynchburg, Indiana. There's two Lynchburgs? Oh, it's MGB. Penelope's MGB. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. But it's also an entirely female-owned company. Remember me telling you that, right? Well, yeah. yeah. And Elijah Craig, that's uh, Evan Hill. But yeah. God, uh, I, I tell you what, I really think out of every place that me and you've been, that has to be one... Uh, on our map that we need to go to and uh, check out MGB. I mean, my God, they're just putting out some amazing. Juice. I just, I okay. Let me get to this point first, and then let's talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. what I was going to say is what you were saying about taste on cigars and, and flavors on right. What we do is so unique that a lot of people don't really click into. For example, we were just on a sour mash, Mictors. Yep. Right. With the Viaja. Okay great pairing 86 proof now we're jumping up to a single barrel toast high char level yeah. same cigar to almost 30 proof higher yeah right yeah so now it's going to completely alter the taste but did, of the, did the proof blow you away no 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 that's not what i'm getting i'm talking about the taste now the taste is going to completely change yeah but what i'm saying is is we moved from an 86 to a 115 and I was tasting similarities, and obviously the proof is so much higher, but that really didn't hit me off the bat. Oh, no, not at all. But I don't think this tastes higher. anything like that, Mictors. I think it's completely different. But we also talk... So, like, I'm talking like sweetness. There's definitely oh, yeah, some yeah, yeah, sweetness yeah. in yeah. here, and there's yeah. certain profiles that are the same. But you would have thought, well, we're, we're, we're jumping 30 in proof. You're really going to get hit by haven't, haven't we said... like? So Booker's and Little Book, they can, some of those can still hit the, the, the hotter and Well, Little Book definitely right? does. But haven't we noticed over... Okay, let, let's just talk... Look, let's barrel picture right here. Let's talk about this. Rebel Distillers Collection, Ezra Brooks Distillers Collection, both at 120. One is sweet as candy. The other tastes like caramel, have an oak, no heat. The Yellowstones, 102 and 115. 102 was great. 115 polished it off, right? It was just better the higher it got. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I don't know maybe what took so long. Maybe it was, you know, the real, real bourbon push. It's probably about four and a half, five years old now. Where, like, the drinking age for bourbon, like, people at 21 are, are getting select pours and things like that, you know? Um, I think that's when the experiments with higher proof bourbon started Because I, I actually did last night. I was looking through um, I watched uh, uh, Neat again, that, that whiskey oh, really? movie, and I was looking at all of it, and they were talking about Dusty's, so I started looking up old Dusty's. Dude, up until about, there were some, right, like, you, you can't say that, until about 2016, you couldn't go to a bar and find five bottles that were over 102 proof. You couldn't find it. 
that's probably you know, correct. Even even when you look at the antique stuff like George T, William LaRue, Stan Jr., they've raised their proofs in the past decade. They weren't always that high. They've raised them to the 117, 122. They've come up. They're cutting up less. Well, they always have to look for something, right? Because the market, especially here in America, is so, uh, we're gluttons, man. We're always looking for the next big thing, right? So they always have to keep us in transit to the next big deal. And it's kind of their fault because they make things so hard to get your hands on, right? So by default, you look for something in comparison that you can find. Now the problem with that is once you find it, you tell everyone the snowball effect goes into play and then you can't find that anymore. You know what it's called? It's called creating a line. It's like, I remember back in the day when they talked about uh, going to like certain nightclubs, right? You had, there'd be this line out there. You didn't know if you were gonna get in or not, but you'd have to wait in line. And it was like very mysterious, you know, can I get in, can I not? Can I get this bourbon, can I not? And they're kind of creating a line. It's kind of like I, when we went to, uh, a week ago, I went to uh, Rieger Distillery down there in the KC? Uh, in KC at the warehouse district. And we walk in and fabulous place, by the way, just absolutely you're, you're going to be blown away when you see this place. Anyway, they're like, can I help you, sir? And I said, yeah, we're here. We'd like to take my wife to the Hey Hey Club. And they're like, do you have a reservation? I go, I do not. And they're like, okay, well, we're fully booked. Let me see if we can get you in. And I'm like, just know we would just like to have a cocktail. And she goes, sir, I'll have to talk to somebody. Anyway, we went through two or three people. Finally, they accepted us. This gal came up from the basement and brought us down and sat us and she goes, we have approved you till eight o'clock. This is five o'clock. I said again, I just, and guess what? We went in there, there's nobody in there, yeah, right? But yeah, they create yeah. that mystique yeah. that, listen, you are getting your chance to experience something so special. And I think that's kind of what everybody does. They want to create a line, they want to create something unique so you really want it. And if it's not available, you even want it more. And then you have to start searching for it. In some way, it's kind of cool. Because listen, bourbon, one of the neat things about it is, is when you find something you're very excited about. You know, you've been looking for it a while, and then all of a sudden you walk in, wow, it's right there yeah, on the shelf. Yeah, and that's true, you know, and, and cigars are the same way, dude. Like, you know, you, you, you get really amped about something, it finally comes out, you get your hands on it. But where cigars, again, are different than bourbon, like this is the same conversation we had about bourbon and an expensive bottle of wine, right? When you smoke a cigar, it's gone. Right. It's gone. You can smoke a cigar and have half that bottle and not touch that bottle again for five years. That's what I love about it. Right? So again, it holds that nostalgia, which is cool. That's why you know, I could it, never get into the wine gig. It keeps that together. It's, it's good. It's good. The wine gig? Oh. No, 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 no. I'm talking, I'm talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I, I'm kind of sidestepping a little bit. That's why I love bourbon so much too. Yeah, okay, so we buy a $300 bottle. Let, let's say Old Fitz. I'm gonna be able to enjoy that with you five, six, as long as we were, we've it, been right? we've been drinking on 9, 12, 14, 15, and 16, five years of releases for four years. Right? I'm not even talking the new ones that you have. I'm just talking those releases for four years. Like two, two, three times a year, we'll have a pour of it. And I it's love it. still there. And it's, it, it's like it's the same bottle. Like over the year, they're still there. 
that is enjoyable that you can do that. That's the thing with yeah. cigars, right? And then where it gets difficult with cigars, I guess you could, you could put it there a little bit. It's like, you know, once you open the bottle, it oxidizes. It's going to change a little bit. But with cigars, you can, what if you age it too long, right? Cigars have a pinnacle time point. What happens if you age it past its prime, right? Like, I was really let down. Not let down. I was super excited. On my, on my birthday this year, I smoked a 15 Calaveras. I haven't smoked one in seven years, right? Yeah. It was awesome in the moment. I was so, but it was so far gone. Just it, 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 everything married together. It mellowed out. It was literally tasted like vanilla cake. Like it, it, like it was just plain, you know. And there's nothing you can do about it. It just it happens. But the wine end of things, you know, you go into somebody's wine collection and you grab a bottle in there, and I'm like, right there. That one's yeah. I'm like, hey, what about this bottle? Oh yeah, that one you got your hand on. That's thirty thousand for that bottle. Dude, and I'm like, I what? Was, did I tell you about <laughs> that uh, um, that article? I, I I think it was a couple years ago. I read. So you know Opus Wine, right? If, uh, it's insane the bottle cost. Right. Yeah. It's like ten, twelve, something like that a bottle. This guy. Well, I don't know where you buy that. I don't, I don't know anything about the wine, okay? I just know the cost of it. I read it. He had bought a case of it, okay? And this has always been my joke about liquor stores. I've said this is why I won't pay things for price or pay prices for items and stuff. He's got a case, okay? He gets it to wherever he's going. They pull the bottle out to check it for customs. A dog, a smelling dog, jumps up, knocks the case off in the airport. Or in the in the shipping area, whatever. Wow. Twelve pack of what ten thousand almost a quarter million in wine? Gone. Yeah. Gone. That kind that's kinda of like going down the highway and see a Pappy Van Winkle truck that has buckle jackknife and Pappy Van Van Winkle is <laughs> like broke and splattered all over the side of the highway. Yeah. It, the wine thing is crazy. You think bourbon is crazy? You even scratch the surface when you I've get in the down. wine. It's nuts. I've come down. Like I keep wine at home, but I've got I've got wine that I like. You know, we talk about the duck horn. I like that fourteen vintage. That bottle is sixty five dollars at Costco. Right. Keep some of those. I, I I like a lot. I like a lot of these new uh, distiller things they're doing. They're like twenty five bucks, and it's a Cabernet finished in like a Heaven Hill barrel or some shit. Right. Yeah. I keep that stuff. But how many times do I sit at home and drink wine? I don't. One, because I'm drinking it by myself. Two, if I open it, I gotta finish it. Because I'm not, because if I don't, that's the thing with wine. Like, if I open it on a Saturday, Drew, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hear you. If I open it on Saturday, if I don't drink it Saturday, it might be three, four months before I pop another bottle of wine. <laughs> like, and I'm not drinking vinegar. I remember going with a brother of mine to Vegas, and he goes, come on, we're going to do some wine flights. And he goes, this is my treat. I'm like, great. We go down there, and we sit in the cellar. I think it was the Rio. I could be wrong. Anyway, we go down there. We did three flights, which is a half glass of wine. We each did three half glasses. I guess we were down there an hour, hour and a half. And when he left, his tab was three grand. Oh my God, no. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That pisses me off more than that broad charging me $400 for a glass of four fucking roses. 
I said to him, whoa, 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 dude, I didn't even get a full glass. Hey, I want to be, I want to be clear here too. The roses <laughs> weren't even frosted in gold. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just want to be real clear about that. There were not platinum stems. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nuts how some but, of this can get. But at the same token, um, I enjoyed them. I definitely did. And I've had some nice wine. Oh, I've, I've, anyway. I've, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed good wine. I've like I've and here here's my thing too, where I have to. I, I think it's appreciated, but I also have been told that that I'm not knowledgeable and that I'm not knowledgeable on wine. I don't really give a shit about wine. I know I like red, right? I have I have been sitting down um, at any guns. Well, for example, sitting there with with, with Lou and and Mike um, and Glenn was up, and it was a I think. I think it's called a vintage line. It was a 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 of this vineyard, right? Don't ask, I don't know the vineyard. I don't know what it was, okay? We're drinking through them, right? These guys are all, blah, 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 right? I'm like, uh, 14's really good, and uh, this 20's probably better. Well, did you get that? I'm like, oh, no, dude, it's, it's red wine. Like, it's good. I like it. Whereas, well, like with with bourbon and, and cigars and scotch and shit, even beer, I find it easier to differentiate or to compare them to find similarities than in but similarities that differ than in wine. Because look, all wine is a is a grape. <laughs> okay, every red wine is going to have some sense of that grape in it, right? You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not into tannings and, and, and uh, what is it, uh, uh, what do they call it, oak, oak-aged wine or steel-aged wine? Un-oaked, I don't know. Un-oaked is what they call it, where it goes. And you know, Jay Knight that. is my wine go-to because she was in the industry for years. But I will tell you this, it's, it's funny, as little as I know about wine. Especially when Janine was in the wine thing, I liked red wines and I liked them not too, not too heavy, not too sweet. I liked the light. And what's funny is the Norton um, I like is a little oaky. Potent. It's yeah, a little oaky. It's heavy. I like it. But this is this one that I liked. It was through Adam Puka. It was like a ninety four. That's the one I had up in Herman. A ninety five Norton. Oh, I don't, I don't know if it's that. But. Well, that's that grape. And the way he does it, it, it has a slight oaky to it, and it's just delicious. Now, a lot of people, you know, Norton, uh, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. But I liked it. And I remember telling him, out of all the ones that I tasted, I loved his the best. And I came back, I don't know, after I was 10 years out, and I went and visited Adam Puki again and talked to him. I said, you know something? I said, out of all the wines, I really loved that 94, 95. And he said to me, he goes, you know what? That was the best Norton I ever did. And I said, do you have any more of that? He goes, something happened in his cellar, and it all got had to be dumped. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that. But, uh, but Scooby I like the fact he acknowledged that. Well, you, you knew them. Yeah. Good little taste bud for that and, stuff. And you knew, and you knew. And see, that's, that's one of the hardest things about being a bartend anybody can bartend like when you you have a passion about something you want to talk about if it's if it's if it's spirits or it's wine or it's this or it's that it's easy very easy to talk to someone that's open to trying things and they're like hey, I kinda, this is where I start that is so much fun to branch from there but when someone walks in and goes 
I drink Elijah Craig rye. What do you have that tastes just like it? Well, don't have Elijah Craig rye, so no. Right. Yes, we <laughs> like, do. Well, we do now. Yeah, yeah but you know, that's, that's 12 hours old. <laughs> but, you know, um, like you, that's really hard to answer. So, of course, and especially in the vineyard world, you dialed that in. And obviously, you found the favorite that everyone else found the favorite. Well, but, I'm glad you got to go to Elijah Craig because I are uh, Elijah Peerless? Craig. No, uh, Atapuka. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think that was the best. His wine is really good. That was the best. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Scooby Drew dropped in. He poured some of that Penelope. Um, the toasted series. Yeah. Missouri Slug. What do you think about that? I'll tell you right now, the nose is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, caramel, vanilla, all that sweetness. Um, you didn't get a little toasty on there? It's a little smell of no, toast. No, no. I, I heard you guys comparing. I think that's kind of placebo because you see the toast on the thing. I think it is because I, yeah. I heard you guys talking about Elijah toasted. Yeah. I get it's what the nose more. reminded me of. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On the palate, I get a lot more toast from Elijah toasted. I get a lot more of that toast than I do on this. A lot of this, I don't know. What is this? Proof that. Uh, 115. 115. I'll tell you right now, it drinks a little, a little hotter than that. I was you think spread. it does? Mm -hmm. Really? Also, it's first drink of the day. Only mm. had a little bit of water, but that's true. We did come off the sour mash, yeah. so uh, yeah, we figured out all the sour mash history and all that. But do your thing. Okay, come back. Work. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, wine is wine is wine is tricky, man. Like that's actually a lot of fun. What episode is this? Are we gonna go one hundred and one or one hundred and two? I think this is well. Okay, this would be two cool. Parts. Did you do 100, part one, part 100, two? 100, part one, part two, yeah. So this would be 101. 101? Okay, yeah. 101. We do AB. Yeah, I think this is cool. This is 101. Okay. Here's another thing I wanted to tell you too, when we were talking about proof, um, because uh, I really love that conversation because I love Blanton's, we all like Blanton's. But when we had the gold, I call it the golden horsey, the 100 proof from Canada, I just had some of that last night again. Just that, just that, what, whatever you want to call it, 10, 10 count that brought that up to the 100. Well, no, it's more than that, right? Is it, doesn't, Blanton sits at what, 86? Regular flagship Blanton's? Uh, 93? 93. I think it's 93. I think and that's the stock. gold is one. 101? Is it one? No, it's more. No, it might be just 10. It's 103. Okay, but either way. Just that small amount, that stuff, just, it's almost like it blooms right there oh. at that, at that um, level. Yeah. And it's just utterly amazing. And it's just like when we did the 101 Maker's Mark, <laughs> I was just like, wow, that is the perfect the Maker's Mark. 100, 100 Outside of Private Select, Private Select is a little something different because that's a, that's a whole different experience with the different... Um, staves that they put in there and all that's that little thing they got going on that's a really really unique way of yeah, yeah. that's super cool but like so I don't think we ever talked about because we haven't had them on the podcast what did you think of special reserves the green label I uh, didn't like it I thought so now here's the thing though we both agree that when we got those bottles they had like plumbers tape around the base of the cork and I'm wondering mm. if something happened there. I looked this up. So, in sh extreme humidity and rapid cooling, does that to the glue on the tape. Yeah. So, and it's travels from wherever it came from. Yeah. It got real wet, 
and then it got really cold wherever it landed. So that's why it looked like that that white, like literally plumber's tape. That's funny. <laughs> that white right. stringy shit. That's I think what that's that was. Exactly what that. Yeah, was. that's what that was. But do you think that affected the taste? Tattoo. It's oh yeah, I yeah. forgot to ask about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just wondering. I would like to try uh, another bottle of Reserve before I really give that my thumbs down on that because it just was. I felt it was kind of flat. Like, oh, we know a guy. Oh yeah, and I, I I thought it was um, before I give the big thumbs down on it the was, reserve. Do you I'd remember? Like to do you remember bottle. when Oat closed and we bought those bottles at the bar that night, and we got that Blanton's from there, and yeah. it just tasted it did like flat soda. It was just it was dusty, dirty. It was just eh. that special reserve. It poured like that bottle. It poured flat. Like the, it was just gone. The sweetness it was gone. It was like it was like you. You had a flat soda, right? So like, it's just, the sugar's there, but it's not heightened by the carbonation. Right. It just sits. It's just there. Yeah. And it was like, you drank it and it was like. Okay. Like you're almost drinking a mixer. Like that's what it was, like a flat mixer. You know, it, it was just really weird. Um, but no, I think gold hand. Now I've never had, uh, the red one is the Japanese release. The, is the black one the Australian release? I think the reserve is the Australian one. Okay, I'm, what's the I mean, black one? There's uh, a red and black. So I would it's, think the black one is from brown, Japan. green, red, black, and gold. Those are the five lines. You, I thought you, I thought you, don't you have a bottle of the black one? No. It was Sheldon who has a bottle of the black. I remember he brought it in here one night. Oh, that's right. And did you have that? No, I've never had it. So he brought a bottle. He didn't open it, or I guess. I think he was showing. He had just got it. He was like, "Oh, look what I got!" Oh yeah, oh. he got he got it the day when, when Luciano was here when he yeah. delivered all the special reserves, yeah, the yeah. green bottle. He had a black, yeah. But we didn't open. It. Uh, I've never had it. Well, we'll have to ask him if he ever opened yeah. it. Maybe he's waiting for a another podcast with us. To- you know, and, and my my kind of dial in when it comes to plants too, right? Love the little connection that we have, which is awesome. I don't mind a couple hundred bucks for gold because I think it is amazing. But certain price point, like I'm staying, if I've never had it, you ain't not getting that money out of me, right? It's like with cigars, man. Like, look, <laughs> I am very curious about that Davidoff Oro Blanco, right? It's a $500 cigar. I want to know so horribly bad what makes it $500. I want to know. But you know why I'll never know? No, I'm not doing it. Does it come with a nope? Just a no, no, it's just a, like a wooden. A wooden cut it and hand it to me no, odds it? are it's a wooden case and an old dude in a jacket. But you know, whatever. Yeah, so black was the Japanese release. See, that's What's what right? I thought. It says right there. Black is at eighty proof. Right. See now how? What? Is, I, I don't get it. I'm out. Don't want it. Malarkey. For me, the gold is the pinnacle. I mean, unless there's something higher than that. It's the bigger proof. Drew, what are you smoking? You smoking a little uh, Lancero Brown? Yeah, brown label uh, Lancero. Val was in last night smoking that black label Lancero, dude. Yeah? Yeah, she had just cracked that box. But yeah, remember we had those samplers? We had the skinny monsters and we had the Lancero mm-hmm. sampler. She, she bought just one? Uh, I opened it. Yeah. Said she bought it here. <laughs> Alright. 
Okay. Yeah, right on, man. That true infidor. I actually sent a shout out to Austin, one of our uh, one of our podcast guys. I did that post when I put that story up is a couple he, uh, weeks is ago. He Austin underscore cigars. Yeah. I that's yeah, yeah. 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 Great dude. Great. He, he's awesome. Awesome. And by the guy. way, buddy, happy birthday. Oh. Thank you. Know you. What that is? I do. <laughs> Thank you very much. Awesome. Yeah, I'll get you some more of them. I because I, I was thinking about you the other day, and I knew it was your birthday, so I've had that. You made out pretty hot for your twenty-first. Yeah. Are you kidding me? What was he in Chicago? New York. Oh, that's right, New York. Yeah. And you brought me goodies. Yeah. Did you go see Bruce on Broadway? No. No, we didn't do any of the like touristy stuff. We just ate good, drank good. I was in bed by Smoked one good. each night. Fuck yeah. I was dude. happy. Oh, yeah. Bet. Not hung over once. But he didn't bring me back any pizza. No. I'm still a little confused. Why not on my girlfriend? Are you out of your mind? It's the best pizza in the world. Well, I'm not phenomenal. saying it's not, but I'm saying how do you bring it back? That's kind of a... Check it. Joe's in Tribeca. They delivered in like 25 minutes on yeah, a Thursday night. Dude, he knows. Fantastic. He knows. In Key West, there's a spot called Angelica's. Okay? It is four brothers that moved to the Keys from New York in 2011. Mm-hmm. They rented a space, made enough money, they flew their old pizza oven to Key West from their clothes store in New York to make their pizza. It's $65 for a 28-inch pie, and they delivered till 4 a.m. It is Is perfect. that what was on the countertop yep. one night? Yep, and I ate it for breakfast, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, you can blame yep. me and no pizza left on my girlfriend. Don't let him go and eat all that. Nope, nope. Where's it going? Uh-huh. I don't know. She had a late night on Thursday. <laughs> Got back in the room, two more pieces down. Mm. That's awesome. So what do you think of this? Uh, the I was going to bring one of these, but I didn't know if you were going to be here. I, I, didn't I didn't know I was going to yeah. be here until 1045. Okay. So. Um, so what do you think so far? So we've gone from Sour Mash. Um, and now we're on the Penelope. Uh, Soundmash, I think, holds a little better on the score so far, I think. I'm really infatuated with that Soundmash thing now. Actually, I've learned what it is, like how they do it. Like, I'm really infatuated with it. It's like using, like, leftover soap to wash your clothes. We already went through that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> the whole salsa gas thing. Yeah, 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 that's true. He goes into this long story about how he has some salsa, then he puts some of his old sauce in his sauce. I'm like, oh, so it's like filling your tank up when it's half empty? Well, you're talking about using something from the past, which mm. this is old salsa. Now you're moving the old salsa into your new batch and kind of mixing it up. And, um, yeah. Which is fun. I mean, come on, we've, we've talked about how I have loved to make the poor man's pappy, and, and it's absolutely fantastic, um, but there's nothing poor about it. It's still going to cost you $200 yeah. uh, plus. Well, a year ago, it's 75 Now it's 200 Right. $200 to make poor, poor man, it, it, if you can get it for that. Yeah. And then to mention, we had one of the number one um, picked... Um, it was the when, when the non-filtered came out antique line mm-hmm. which is one of the best and i still have that whole combination a whole couple two bottles ready to go uh, was just fantastic well yeah this this viaje is uh 
I like this cigar. I gotta try and see if I can find more. What is the 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 black pepper, red pepper, green pepper? I just saw them post that. Oh, so there. So the black pepper, the green pepper is jalapeno infused. Red pepper is habanero infused, and I think black might be like reaper pepper infused. And they look like they look like peppers, so they're Coronas. Oh, that's cool. And then they got foil on the tips, and then there's this pigtail that folds over like a stem. Um, I've never smoked any of them. I've, I've never, never. I've told you, Bi. I've never seen them until when Riverside actually saw Bi in person. Some spicy little antidotes. suckers. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was telling him he's got an old story about those zombie headshots. They're re-releasing those too. So I put feelers out to some people that we know. Like I, I want if they get them, we'll split them. I want to get them. I, like I've never had the the headshot or the zombie buckshot. You know, it's cool. They come in like he's he's still got the box. I'll have to send you a picture of it. It's, it looks it's just like an old shotgun, shotgun shell box. Cool. Like straight up. Now it's got a zombie getting with a hole in its head on the side. <laughs> it's like yellow and black. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's super cool, but. <laughs> It's a great company. The, the thing that I really admire about them is like all of their blends. They'll tell you the wrapper. Everything they do is Nicaragua Puro. The entire company operates out of Nicaragua. Everything. Right? This one has a Mexican San Andreas on it. That's, that's all you get to know. That's it. And it's, it's fascinating because then you don't get, like we were talking about, you don't get the people that immediately coin taste terms to it because mm -hmm. of what they hear buying your film. You know, it's honestly become one of the worst things. I only want to smoke this. I only want to smoke that. Really cutting yourself off there, dude. It's just like we talked about being behind a bar with bottles. I drink Elijah Craig. What tastes Elijah Craig Rye? What tastes just like? You know, someone comes in like, well, for the past twenty years, I've been smoking Mac Noon and Hampton or Mac Noon Court Hamptons. I'm like, well, I don't have Hampton, so. <laughs> you know, I heard you say you just got Elijah Craig Rye. Yeah. Haven't we had that on the podcast? We did a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah it just came in Missouri the past like week and a half. It just came in Missouri. Doug got me a bottle in Texas. Yeah. When his wife was in Texas. I, I don't know where I got my bottle, but I've had it for Probably over a Probably Illinois. Illinois had it for a little while now. How'd you get most of your shit in Illinois? <laughs> well, <laughs> some of it, but I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of where I grabbed that bottle, but anyway. Also, I'm happy to see you grab that sampler. Those things are phenomenal. I know. I'm happy I, they came back. Well, we were really high with them. We oh. did a podcast with them. I always thought out of all their line, that was bad to the bone. And I've yeah. gone in there, looked for them. And then I was like, it was like a little bit of Christmas. Yeah. I was like, oh my yeah. God, there they are. Again. Well, I dude, it's not, it's not that we couldn't get them. They weren't. Yeah. They just weren't going on. And that's no, what happened when AJ takes on a fucking out to this job. Everything else suffers. Uh -oh. Well, that, that's just, it's the weird thing, though. It's They were hot for so long. I mean, we couldn't keep them in stock. And then they just, out of nowhere, died in sense. And then once you bring something like that back, people are like, oh, what's that? Yeah, we'll give it a try. Then you get them on it again. But I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm still in love with that cigar. I think it's fantastic. I am, too. Yeah. Viva, Viva and I think phenomenal. that packaging and, you know, I, I think we got really fortunate, and, and mostly uh, him, and finding those black bags. Um, I think the packaging on here, especially with this beautiful embossed, mm -hmm. I mean, it's right, the, the 
um, sticker that they put on the front of this is fantastic, yeah. but I do like our bags, yeah. our three-pack bags. I, I think they do really well. Um, I've never seen anything like that, but this is super cool too, and these are great. Um, yeah, that that's dialed in. If, if you if you could do that, I mean, but even even that, dude, I get. I'm gonna go on a limb. That costs just as much as a box of twenty does mm -hmm. to do. The colors, the wrapping, the taping. I mean, and you can see how tight it is. Yeah. Someone's the, the emblem wrapping. Oh. Yeah. And that's not that's not gift wrap, right? It's, right. Or, uh, no, it's uh, thick, man. Um, uh, present wrap, like yeah. wrapping paper. It's not wrapping right, paper. Thick. Yeah. It's almost got a. It's not wax, but it is kind of something like that. Um, it could be. Uh, oh, what it's is a that? really nice. Um, almost like a cellophane paper. Anyway, well, like that's a wax. Fantastic. Sheet. It's like cooking paper. Yeah. 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 Anyway, fantastic. Yeah, that Penelope was. I've been really impressed with them. So, <clears throat> off looking and saying, and I'm 100 sure, fairly sure it's MGP Source Juice, right? But it's a yeah, hundred percent female-owned company, female distiller, female everything. Um, Is that what you read? Huh? Yeah, I didn't sorry, know that. It's, it's I was very, I was kind of curious about that. I was I was wondering. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent women-ran company. Yeah, from from top to bottom, it's actually really really unique. Um, and they're fairly new, I think. I think. Well, I I, I had the heard first time you saw it at Weston. I was gonna say. I was gonna say for me that you're you see, you see things a lot bottles more often than I do. Like when you're out, I had not seen Penelope until that was. The, remember that was the single barrel that everybody was buying. We were yeah, walking around out there and at Weston. West. Everybody had a bottle of it. It was like 40, 45 bucks. It was a single barrel picked by Zeb for the day, for that event. Whatever was left was going back. It was, yeah. All right, well, we've got right. a third bottle here. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Let's you do guys got to hear this from Stone Tribe, and then uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes. All right. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch. All right, guys, we are back. We took some uh, potty breaks, and then we're going to... The Bourbon Cowboy's going to talk to us about a bottle we've had. Uh, it's probably been well over, if not two years. Right, and I'm um, never going to say this all right, but... This is one of those bottles with the name. Because I think it's Bellmead. It is Bellmead. Uh, oh. Yeah. And uh, crazy enough, you know, like me and Jay and I were spur of the moment, last minute, we went down to Nashville. And the stuff that's kind of hidden here right now, is, is it called Greenbrier? Or Green something? Green... Anyway, I'll look it up. We'll figure it out. But there's a little distillery on, I want to say, the south side of Nashville. And Belmead is with them there. Oh, uh, yeah, Belmead. It, it, is, it is Greenbrier. Greenbrier. That's Greenbrier. the distillery. I thought, you, I thought you were listing, like, a, a whiskey. I was trying to think about it. Yeah. Well, 
it's the Greenbrier Distillery, and I don't know how Bell Mead fits in there or whatever, but this is where this bottle was purchased. And I don't know if, it, if it's this specific is one. Is that the cash strength sherry or no? Um, because we had the the only one, the one you can only buy there. We had at the farm. That was the cast strength sherry. I don't finish. think I think that one was one twenty five. Okay. This one is one sixteen, which is funny. It, it, it is the same exact proof as the other one. But I think this is one that me and you really like because it's finished in a sherry cask. And um, anyway, I try to look at the something that we haven't touched in a while, amongst some bringing some new stuff, but. Um, well, this is all green, green briar distillery. So I guess Bill Mead is on the same, the same deal. Um, well, that's cool. That's like, you know, Lime Branch Distillery has got Yellowstone. Right. So it's not the name of the, the product isn't the name of the distillery exactly, you know. So anyway, we're going to pour some of these babies. So I am doing something a little different with the podcast now. What I'm going to do is every time we record, when we get done, I'm going to upload the podcast. So because I was noticing, like we were going through, I was listening to like to the 100th episode, and we were talking about the um, Riverman event that night, the Grand Crew event the next night, you know, where he's going to be this week. And well, so people it, have a chance to jump on yeah, something. It didn't said. go up until Sunday. So like three of the four things he talked about had already come and gone, you know. Um, so I'm going to do that. So I have I have the laptop with us. So when we get done, this podcast will go up by about 5 o'clock on uh, today. So that'll be cool. Okay, cool. This Viaje, man, has been so good the entire, the, the entire smoke. This is a pretty strong cigar. I like this. It's a good start. It's a pretty strong cigar. First cigar of the day. Really, really opens it up it's good let me ask you in all of our talk whatever i you know i was thinking you know we've kind of talked about our cigars we've got the the cyclops we've got the um, and the hooligan and then we've got the super toro which is the hooligan and we're trying to do a uh a lonsdale that we're going to try to put together and then um i, I was just thinking something a new cigar that we could put into the black and white series if we're going to do that. But has anybody called a cigar the Reaper? Is there any? Have you ever heard of a cigar out there called the Reaper? Because I was already thinking logos. I, you know how I am. I'm just start thinking I'm about the that. whole thing. I like that. But if we maybe if we add something to that line in the future, which I know what we're wanting to do, we're wanting to kind of do something a little different, but. If we ever came back and wanted to add something, we would do the cigar that we wanted to do. Super bold, killer, spice, everything, and call it the Reaper. I don't think so. That may be something we uh, think about. That'd be great. That could be fun. Yeah. And the logo would be simple and sweet. We just need that blade. Yeah, It'd be yeah, yeah. Sweet. Hell yeah. Put the wording as the blade. Kind of like the peacemaker yeah just like that <laughs> mike won't mind that'd be a good t-shirt <laughs> he won't mind <laughs> um that is that is super cool i like that 
I like that a lot. Well, food for thought. Well, food for thought for sure. Let's uh, cheers. Yeah, let's, let's cheers get this. this so this is the select cast, right? So this is the barrel strength stuff. Hold on, I got to take. Yeah, that. go take that. I'll do some talking. Go ahead. Uh, we have an event tonight at the Legends Country Club. We're doing one of our cigar and bourbon events, so we're kind of dialing all that in as we're here. You know, this weather's been real silly up here, so. But it should clear out and should be good to go. So I'm gonna go ahead and take a taste on this. Stick with me a second. This on the nose really, really brings through um, that that caramel heat that you get from from good oak cask. Um, and then there's a unique, real flat sweetness there. That's that sherry tone that I always add. That's that. If, you, if you're a scotch drinker, and the one I always draw immediately to is 12-year Macallan Sherry Cask or Sherry Hope, um, there's that flat sweetness that settles right over the top. So let, let's go ahead and see what's going Oh, yeah. That heat clicks back in the back, kind of comes up through your retro sets in there that is a sweet all right but mm, that's, that's got some taste to it there baby that uh i was just talking about the belt meat that's very good drew if uh you want to try another one for your sickness huh. yeah try that that's uh, that's uh, actually you'll, you'll be in nashville right no you're not going to nashville anymore Shit. well we're stopping through well this this is in nashville this is uh, from Greenbrier Distilling. This is Bell Mead. This? Yep, Select Cash Sherry. It's at 116. Well, on the nose, you definitely get that sherry cast. Uh, you know what I, I think I, ju I just said that I've never said about sherry before and it just kind of clicked? You know how we were talking about flat flavors? Yeah. Sherry is a flat, I'm not going to say cherry because that'd be too weird. It's a flat fruited sweetness. Yeah, I like, it's like fruit that. sweet, but it's just boom, flatline, mellow. Like all the sugar's been extracted from it. And that, on, honestly, this is one of the sherry finishes that immediately I use that 12 year McCallan, right? Sherry cast finish, 12 year McCallan. That on the nose, that immediate taste before you get to all the citrus and everything, flat, fruit, just glides across the back. But I like this because I get the heat, I get the cast strength in the back. I know this is one that I remember me and you having before. We both really, really liked it. And I got a little antique pop off of this too, right at the beginning. I don't know if it's because it's been sitting around a little bit. Because I think I've had this uh, at least a couple of years. Uh, but that's the beauty of it. I had to pull this out. It's got to be, it's got to be two years now, at least. Yeah, because didn't you go to Nashville right after COVID? This is when I think this was a Saturday, and I think this is when hey, I was going to. Um, uh, Cast uh, Castle uh, Cristo. Yeah, CDM. Yeah. And uh, I was like, hey, let's. No, nobody was there. I'm like, well, you said you were going to have a party, and they're like, oh, oh it didn't get the canceled. Wom uh, the the there was uh, some release. Wom you you ended up getting me. You got a box and you gave me some of them. The Wabash, the Wabash release. Yeah, uh, the, it was the uh, old. Um, the Wabash was a uh, circus roller coaster. Roller coaster ride. Yeah. And then I was like, hey man, can, and then you called John. Oh, that's when I got yelled at by John. This is Saturday, yeah. we don't do nothing on Saturday. Yeah. It's family day. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, send that boy down on a weekday. <laughs> that may be three years, but anyway. 
I love this. I love it. So I'm getting to the end on this VI, right? Yeah. I think it's like an inch of the cigar left. The spice is really picking up. That spice contra contrasting that heat in your, in your retro, like the back of your throat. This is amazing. And that, that flat sweetness that comes through on the spice is fucking money. I like that a lot. Actually, just blindly, these were three really good picks for today. They all came out really well. Yeah, like I said, it's like uh, Brian was talking about the Sour Mash last night, so that's why we're running through it. And by the way, that call, uh, Scooby Drew, was uh, Matt wanting to make sure we were all in line for the, the Cohiba and the the lit oh, party yeah, yeah. over there. Matty coming? me to make sure. Oh, yeah. He yeah, wants to right do on. the same thing, all of us again. Right on. Same table. I'm excited for that. Same bad right, time. I same bad channel. I tell you. I talked to Brad for probably 40 fucking minutes Saturday. Him and I just going back and forth about that barrel. Travis ride. may be coming, too. I don't know, because he, he let Matt know. He may not. You know what I'm saying? About yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. not, I bet. But... He let Matt know about it. Matt's all excited about it. I thought I was going to tell you about it tonight. Anyway. Did uh, you see the billboard we're, we're putting out? You see Sean's response to it? So Rusty sent it to him, and uh, he sent sent the billboard to Sean. And Sean's like, holy shit, is that a fucking billboard? <laughs> <laughs> and Rusty was like, yep. He's like, now that is the way to do it. He's like, that's awesome. I'm, uh, I'm excited to meet Sean. Uh, so like... I've talked with Sean over the years in different social formats, like media-wise. I've never personally met him, but I'm pretty, uh, we're suited up for this one. And yeah? Sean. Sean Williams Sean. is the Cohiba, he's one of the Cohiba blenders and he is the na international ambassador for Cohiba. So, and, and, I, can I talk to Scars? Not yet. No? Surprise. Oh, Because one hasn't been released okay, yet. Okay, I'll tell you when we're not on here. I am. Oh. There's mm. one that is going to be lights mm. out. Like, mm. well worth your time. Well, we have them in stock before the event. Because we're doing sales at the event, too. We're bringing boxes of it. You already know. Yeah. All right. Just wanted to check. Like, I don't expect us to have stock of that tomorrow. No. After yeah. I wanted to be clear on that. Yeah. No way. In that size, too, man. Oh my God! Yeah. All right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off of here, just because, just because there, it's a secret. I'm not gonna put it out on here because, whatever. But if you guys want to buy tickets to the event, it is May 10th. It starts at six o'clock. It is at Ruth Chris Steakhouse here in Chesterfield. Uh, tickets are two seventy-five a piece. You can either call the shop. Or you can go to the Facebook, the Instagram's got the link as well, and on the website. 45 tickets. That's it. Yeah. 45 tickets. And I can tell you, just based on this conversation, probably nine of them are gone already. So, it's going to be a great night. Uh, yeah, something else, man. I'm really excited about that. Dude, it's really cool. You know, you got to throw props out. You know, we're here. Let's give it to him. Like, Brian's done a very good job working with, and, and I mean this, like, just from, you know, we've done events and different facets of things with companies and things like that. And on the cigar side, he has been done an amazing job creating relationships with people that are allowing this kind of thing to take place, which, I mean, 
fucked, dude. <laughs> I mean, going out getting five course meal, dialing in on on very bring, not not only getting the five course meal and the cigars, and then you know Mictor's coming in and doing a, a thing for it, right? You're not only getting the cigars, you're talking, you're going to meet, mingle, hang out, smoke with, drink with the individual behind the brand. So how did the mixture thing? That was paired up with Southern Glaciers. They worked it out. But that had nothing to do with you? No. Well, because I know you're kind of hot on them. Oh, no, I, I have personally nothing to do with any of this. Oh, yeah. It shouldn't do with me. <laughs> None. I'm as excited as everyone else when I find out when I get the graphic and I get to see who's coming. It's insane, man. Well, I've got about a thumb left, and this thing is still rocking and rolling. This thing is fire, man. It has not let go. At I got all. a, I got a cool little campfire on that last roll there. What's so funny is I remember, and and I, I mean years go by like weeks anymore, and you think when you get older, things slow down. They don't. They speed up. And uh, I can remember being in New Orleans and we had a box and I, I'm, I'm saying this I want to say 94 95 a box of true Robusto Cohibas yep and it was raining like this cats and dogs all weekend and we were in the blacksmith bar which is the oldest bar in the country uh, and we were doing Bloody Marys listen to the jukebox and we were smoking these Cohibas down to a pinch. And I had never smoked a cigar that well-rounded to that point. It's kind of like your first experience if you had the best right off the, the uh, yeah. right off the bat. But cigars have gotten so good since then. I mean, I'm not saying there wasn't good cigars because there's always been good cigars. There's but to just... smoke a cigar clean through to a pinch and not have any problems, and it just be wondrous. Yeah, there, that wondrous. I think that's the yeah. best word for it. There's just, and a lot of people, and I'm gonna sound like a broken record saying this, but a lot of people still get stuck in this. They think, you know, they get hot on. Now there have been some Cubans that I brought that we those Partagas number two Maduros, right? Fantastic. Oh my God, right? Great. They were still like maybe medium at the best. Great taste profile to them. They were amazing to smoke, but. You know, now there are, fuck, if you want to throw us in the mix of cigar companies, there's thousands of them, right? There's a reason when you go into every humidor you walk into, they're not all the same. There's different shit. Now, a lot of it will have some of the same stuff because, well, it's it's popular and it's some of the best stuff on the market. Um, but there's so much now. Well, the so funny much. thing is, is I wish I had that same cigar and I could smoke it today. It would taste millions different right because my palate was so so uh i was gonna say virginish but you know i is that a word virginish what is, is virginish like, well, like a almost, virgin almost pop like a virgin <laughs> smoking for the very first time okay nobody copyrighted anyway but I'm just saying my pilot was young and I just thought that was the bomb and it was a very good suit. It's, yeah. Even if we had it today, I think from what I read at one point that that was some of the best Cohiba uh, Robuso they ever put out back then. May have, may have but been, I bet if we had it today, we would go, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it tastes good. That's yeah. I'm just saying, cigars have come so far since then. Shit, that was easy 20, 
Shit, maybe 25 years ago. That's funny, you said like the best wholesome experience from the get-go. There were a couple uh, older gentlemen that came in to, to live about a week ago, sitting down, bought two uh, 64 Anniversario torpedoes, natural, right? He sits down, his buddy joins me, goes, I want to, uh, he's never had a cigar before, so I want to start it right. And I was like, what? Talk about one hell of a fucking baseline. Right. I'm like, you're going to be sadly let down on a lot of shit you're going to smoke going out. Oh, yeah. Like, you're starting, you're starting with one of the best brands, period. And then you go into the anniversario side and you hit like, holy shit. <laughs> you're, you know, it's a hell of a baseline. Not a pain. Damn. So, guys, I think that'll be the podcast today. We're going to sit here and do some, uh, not editing, but dialing in. So, I think that'll be the end of the podcast. Uh, well, we're going to fire up another cigar. No, I'll have no, a couple no, I of drinks. Yeah. And I got I got to spend some time getting this thing out yeah. there and pack up. And I got to vacuum all my ashes off the floor. We could, <laughs> we could shoot the shit, but uh, this is episode 101. Of course, thank you to Lit Cigar Lounge for being a blogger sponsor. Absolutely. Always setting us up. Mictor Sour Mash, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, We've been like rocking here for two years at least, right? December of 19. Yeah. yeah. We're on our way to three. Yeah, we're on the way. So um, definitely check out if you guys are interested and you're in the area or if you're willing to make the trip, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. Uh, the Ruth Chris Dinner with Cohiba Cigars and Sean Williams. Um, and Michter's Whiskey from Southern Glaciers. Brad Roper will be handling all of that. 275 for the ticket, only 45 tickets are being sold. So uh, the cigars, when you get there, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, well worth it. Yeah. yeah. So from the Viking Mahalo guys, thank you so and much. Hey, the Bourbon Cowboys hey, always. Good. Thanks for listening, and man, we'll see you next week. Yeah, you got it.